Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Emergency podcast time. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit POD cast emergency session here. Uh, I was just talking with Jeremy before we started. We really should have our own emergency music. We need like the, to make the intro theme again with, uh, you know, air raid sirens and stuff. Just like, oh, God, we got to be in here. Got to get in here. Got to do this. Got to talk about just talk about random Lions news that happens in the week. We have to podcast yet again. We're averaging like a pod, two we, podcasts a day. We don't we don't have to chris we yes we do to. we know we don't to. no 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 the algorithm jeremy demands that we podcast we podcast about a new general manager for the detroit lions that's right they hired a guy drop the banners drop the balloons they hired a guy that is what the sign you know says i'm so One excited i'm throwing on the glasses let's go oh no oh no Real quick, third man here. So I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host at Chris Perfett, P-E-R-F-E-T-T. That's Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online. Ryan Matthews, the rock god at Ryan underscore P-O-D, always with the underscore. Uh, Ryan, we hired a guy. He's been hired. Mm-hmm. That's I like it. it. There, there All it right, is. Guys, thanks for joining There's, the podcast. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for joining the podcast. Bye. Hold on, hold, hold on. Let me let me do what every single beat writer in Detroit did when Brad Holmes was announced. Quote tweet, there it is. Quote tweet, there it is. Quote tweet, there it is. It's well, like, that just happened. Yeah. Are we just well, Josh oh. Whedon characters now? Oh. Oh. Yeah. No, that's the beat. That's the beast ball. Uh shout out to Beast Ball from Lionster. That's the beast ball move. Oh. Just retweet it. Just retweet it. Don't don't yeah. quote tweet it for engagements and for your own. All right. T- all right. All right. We get it. You, you don't know how to be a social media manager. To, Let's he's go. Off to, uh, he's off to an ordinary start here. So uh, if we haven't been BSing enough here, uh, Brad Holmes is your new Lions general manager. He was hired today. This is the 14th of January market on the tape. Brad Holmes is out. The Scouting director from, I want to make sure I get his title right. Is that right? Jeremy Scouting Director. Director of College uh, Scouting. Director of College Scouting. Excuse me. That's a distinct distinction. We're going to talk about that here. Director of College Scouting, Brad Holmes, leaving the Los Angeles Rams once the St. Louis Rams and coming to Detroit to be its new general manager in the post-Boston boys era. The Lions have still not hired a head coach at the time of his hiring, but I think we should expect to see that soon. But this podcast will concern Brad Holmes. So, Jeremy, Ryan, might as well just do first reactions, and then we'll break down the the uh, the hire itself. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy. Ryan and I talked about Brad Holmes kind of a lot last night, um, given that he was considered the favorite after uh, 
the first domino fell with with the Broncos there. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a solid hire. He's he's definitely I, I always prefer, I think, a GM hire to come from that college ranks, because obviously the best way mm-hmm. to build a team is through the draft. And this guy stuck out basically everywhere he he went in within that Rams organization. When he was just a scout, when he's a scout assistant, he was writing up reports and that stuck out when he was, you know, at the combine giving people the the draft boards. He stuck out as someone who was a, a solid presenter. Les Need had a really interesting story about that um, today um, after breaking the news that that Holmes was gone. Um, and, and basically he's just, I mean, he rose up the ranks everywhere he's went. He's a well-respected guy. He's a guy that has a ton of experience, Twenty almost 20 years worth of, of scouting experience. Sure, there are some concerns, and we'll get over that uh, um, when – when we deep a little, when we dive a little deeper in here, but overall, I think um, you know you have to applaud how the Lions went about their business here in terms of how thorough their search was, and they found a guy that they really like and got him. So I, I have to imagine, you know, they didn't lose out on a guy. That's one thing that I think we can safely say there wasn't a guy that got away. Um, and, and so I, I have to commend the experience. And and while there there's certain things that I am concerned about, overall, I think I have to be pretty happy with the process so far. Yeah, there were some rumors that the Lions were closing on Kevin Colbert, and maybe we can talk about that later. But I think this was probably I mean, I think this is good to hire as any as you say, he's a director of he was a director of college scouting. The Lions are going to be rebuilding through the draft versus Bob Quinn, who was a pro scout with New England, which means that if you don't know the difference, pro scout means you are focused on guys who are already in the league or maybe in a different level of professional football who are already you know, they've already out of college, they've gone through the draft or they didn't get drafted. You're looking at guys who are on other teams and and so on and so forth. You know, that gives you an edge on like free when you want to hire for like, say, free agency. But for for get going in the draft, that's where your college scouts, the college scouts, are the ones going down to Mobile to watch the senior bowl. So, uh, Ryan, uh, instant reaction from you. Yeah, I know Jeremy's expecting me to be negative, but uh, if you're if you're watching live, here is uh, how I feel about this hire. I am a happy, happy camper. camper. <laughs> happy camper. Yeah, I'm cool with this hire. Um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to grade it. I'm not going to fall into that trap. Uh, I'm not going to make any sweeping declarations about how Brad Holmes is going to save the franchise or um, anything of that nature, but. Uh, I am I'm encouraged with what I've you know, what I've read about him, Uh, the podcast that Jeremy and I did uh, last week with I think it was last week with Vinny. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And um, I, I think from from all angles, I think that I can't say that this is necessarily a home run. And I don't know if they necessarily got quote unquote their guy just because George Payton got hired by Denver before before the Lions got Brad Holmes. Whether or not he was their guy ever, I don't know. Um I don't know if we'll ever know. But um I think the Lions did get um at least one of their guys. And Brad Holmes was clearly the front runner. And now it's it, it, it's weird because I want to talk about the GM, but it's almost like I'm looking past that and I'm already like all right, well, the GM's there. Like, what's the head coach now? Like, one domino has fallen. The next one is just as important, if not more important. So, um, but we're here to talk about Brad Holmes. And I, I think the uh, I think the hire was I'm gonna grade it, whatever. Uh I'll give it I'll give it a B. I think B is fair. Um, for myself, I wanted to do this as instant reaction. Uh, so 
in the spirit of my original intention, I will just do my quick reaction. I'm just going to check the notes here that for those listening on the podcast, I know it's not a visual medium. You can see me looking down at my notes. You can see me here kind of pulling through. I just want to see, I'm going to flip back the clock uh, here to the 2000 and what was it? 15 draft. Um, let me see. Where did the Rams pick? No, excuse me. That would have been 2014. I've got to flip this back again. Here's some paper. I'm, this is not very uh, flippable paper here, so it's you're, not, you're not going, going a long ways for this. Uh, no, bit. no, 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 no. I don't even. Well, here's the thing. I was, OK, 2014. Here we go. Uh, so the Rams, they drafted uh, Aaron Donald. OK, and the Lions did not. OK, uh, college scouting. Brad Holmes. Yeah. Booking his uh, B, B plus. Yeah, <laughs> right there. No, look, like, let's 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 be honest about this, because I I. I think some people, the Lions did, I think, went out some, after some established guys. And, you know, obviously, there's going to be pitfalls going after some established guys. I don't know how close they were to guys like Schneider. I don't know how close they were to guys with Colbert. Uh, I think maybe that got fans' expectations a little heightened. So when they only see a director of college scouting, maybe they feel like, okay, well, we could have had, you know, an actual guy with general manager experience rather than once again, a first timer. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair. Brad Holmes has a ton of experience. He's been around the league for many, many years. And again, just look at how the, and I think we'll talk more about this in, in the next segment too. Like look at the guys that the, that the Rams drafted, look at, look at where they, where they were just kind of picking guys out of college. Like Holmes was at the forefront of a lot of that. Just, you know, getting guys in front of the Rams who, uh, you know, the, the Rams built their Super Bowl run through the draft and it may have come tumbling down and maybe Jared Goff hasn't developed the way we thought he would in the NFL. But man, he had a ton of talent coming out of Cal. And again, Brad Holmes is like the guy at the center out of a lot of that. So if the theory is you want to draft like the Rams did to build that defense under most of it's still, I think, under, you know, contract or at least on second or third contracts. But there's a lot of homegrown guys on that Rams defense. Then you. Yeah, Brad Holmes is someone you want to look at and hope that he was central to a lot of those to a lot of those decisions. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we have to start with his draft acumen because that's I mean, that's really the only thing we as people that aren't inside the Rams organization can really judge a person. And, by and it. it's important. It's important yeah. because the Lions are for, for better or worse. They're going to have to look to the draft they're, they right. They are. I, I don't know if it's a rebuild or a reload, but they've gotten themselves in trouble because, as I said before, Bob Quinn would swing and miss on a draft. He would then have to go out and double down and get someone else through free agency. And now you're in a hole where you've got a guy who you can't use from the draft, but then turn around and also spend the money for those free agent contracts, too. So like, but if you hit on a a draft pick, guess what? Like. Neat, great, they're they're ready to go and you got them on team friendly rookie deals, you know, you got the first bat to extend them. It just works better when you get them to the college draft. So so let's let's talk about Brad Holmes and and his drafts over mm-hmm. there because I think one of the most interesting things that that uh, Vincent Senor uh, sorry, Bolsonaro said um and again if you haven't listened to that our podcast with him, please go back and listen to it. We we put it at the top of the podcast feed just so you can listen to it again. Um 
But one of the most interesting things he said is when the Rams were making all these aggressive moves with their draft pick, when they were going to get Jalen Ramsey, when they were going to get Brandon Cooks, when they went up and get got Jared Goff, they weren't doing it to sell out for their – they weren't selling out their future to win now. That's what everyone thought. But everyone within that Rams organization and even the local beat knew that was not them trying to sell out the future. That was them expressing their faith in their scouting department because they knew – they were going to still have to reload and they were going to reload on second and third and fourth and fifth round picks. And they were going to need to hit on those picks. And they absolutely did in the past four years alone. They've got 12 starters out of, out of third, out of second through seventh round picks. Yeah. And they starters. haven't had, they haven't had a first round. Pick. They, they had a few since years golf. where since golf, since they golf, had since a golf and pick. they drafted him 2016. That's yeah. what I'm saying that they, they yeah. mortgaged their future, all those first round picks because they had their faith in a guy like Brad Holmes, who by all accounts has been a, a major, you know, factor in all of these, these draft decisions. You know, we, we heard Les Snead tell a story about how um, he turned to, to Holmes and said, Hey, would you trade a couple of firsts for Jared Goff? And he said, absolutely. Yes. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, that turned out to be a pretty crappy idea. Well, go back and look at that draft. Go look and, and see what quarterbacks you would have <laughs> been. Jeremy, we're just looking at the names. Carson by the Wentz way, going is, Carson by the Wentz way, is really the only other option there, except for Dak Prescott in the fifth and everyone missed on Dak Prescott. And we're still not even sure if Dak Prescott is that good. So I don't. Yeah, blame and and by, by the way, too, going into that draft, uh, Ryan, do you want to guess who the quarterbacks for they would have been the St. Louis Rams at the time? Do you want to guess who the two quarter, the three quarterbacks on the roster going into that draft were for the St. Louis Rams? Sean Mannion. Yes. <laughs> mm, Sam Bradford. No. Good the other diet. two, the other two were Case Keenum and Nick Foles. They had a Super Bowl winning quarterback already. What idiots. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like, but that's, that's what I mean. Like they had to draft golf. They had to draft a quarterback out of necessity in that draft. Right. They had all the pieces ready to go. And golf, I, good God, golf had talent coming out of Cal, California, coming out of Cal Berkeley. Like he had real talent. I think it's just more of an issue. If you look at golf today, he just hasn't developed in the pro ranks. And that's not on, that's not on Brad Holmes. That's on. That's on. I mean, unless you were supposed to say like your director of college scouting is also supposed to look five years ahead. That's more of a coaching thing. So, but yeah, I mean, think in general, I think you have to look at the Rams draft since he's been the director of college scouting. I mean, even going back to before the McVeigh's come in, because I think a lot of people say like, well, McVeigh's the one that really turned that franchise around because they were no good um, before then. But if you look at the drafting, it, it was never. It was never a, a personnel problem. I mean, we talked about Aaron Donald. He was a guy that was drafted before McVay was there. Um, a, a lot of the talent that they have today was from those drafts in 2013 because that's when he started and beyond. So I think drafting, he's done a phenomenal job. Everyone within that department respects the hell out of that guy. He started as a as a PR relations guy. So, I mean, you know this guy really had to work his way up and, and, and really built everything on his own. So... In terms of the the college scouting side of things and drafting, I feel that this franchise hasn't been in as good of hands in in decades. And I know a lot of people will say, a lot of people said the same thing about Quinn because even though he was on the pro personnel side of things with the Patriots early, he was also a scout. Um, but this is a guy, I don't know, just like from from beginning to end, he he wasn't just under under. So I I think a lot of people like to make the the comparison. For whatever reason, I guess because they're they're SOL kind of people, um, to Bob Quinn. But there's so many more differences, and and the key ones to me are one, 
He's not under one GM the entire time. They went through five since he's been in there. Hasn't been under the same head coach since then. I think he also went through five. Yeah, Since Jeff Fisher there. was definitely there when he was yeah. there. I mean, yeah. well, he's, he was there all the way in the Mike Martz era. So, like, he yeah. he's versatile. He he can draft for different kind of people. And so this is a guy that I think has a little bit more varied experience than you would think for a guy that's only been with the Rams his entire career. He survived and more than one owner, I just realized. Well, there you go. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just like he's gone through a lot. He's built his reputation up on his own. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Bob Quinn comparisons are fair at all. Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. Uh, Jeremy, I I think the only thing that I'll push back on is it, it's not a Bob Quinn comparison. It's a it, I think my point of concern or my reservations that I have again, and I mean, he, he can put this to bed real quick, but it's just being with one organization his entire career. And um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you wonder how much it limits him in terms of scope and um, maybe understanding how uh and again like you said five different gms so i mean he he learned how to uh maybe scout lead the lead scouting you know do different things under different kinds of gms um so that kind of puts that to bed too it's just the the only concern is the 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 limited scope that he has in terms of being with one organization his entire career and um my i guess my other chief concern is that uh, he just doesn't have that general manager experience, right? Sure. Like he, he he was never an assistant general manager. He was never a general manager before. And I think that kind of piggybacks off, you know, Chris's idea that, you know, a lot of Lions fans will look at this general manager search and maybe they'll get a little bit too enamored with the idea that, well, Ed Dodds was in there for an interview. Kevin Colbert might've been a thing. John Schneider might've been a thing. And the Lions all swung and missed on those guys. I'm going to choose to look at it a little bit differently and I'm going to look at it as the lions left no stone unturned. And I think that they did a a thorough job and they eventually got a guy who is not Bob Quinn. And I I hope that we can put that to bed um, as, as soon as possible. So um, those are my only standing reservations is that he he's been with one team his entire career. Granted, you know, he, he worked his ass off to, to go from, you know, a coffee grabbing intern who was working in an enterprise rental car, uh, you know, place before he got a job with St. Louis Rams and, and worked his way all the way up to director of, of college scouting. So, um, that, and, uh, you know, just, just being a little bit worried about, um, you know, his, uh, his, his lack of experience. Sure. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like it's, it's a first time GM. So I, I would temper expectations on, but at the same time, like, I, I think I've said this before on other podcasts, like once you, once an organization has a GM, they don't want to let go of them by any which right. means like why, why the hell would they want to let go of them unless they've been kicked out the door, like say a Thomas Dimitrov who, uh, still is not getting a lot of looks from what I understand. No, it which doesn't is, look like he'll get hired. And, and I mean, that's, yeah. that's also the point, like look around the league, all these dominoes are starting to fall and they're not a lot of guys with GM experience getting hired. It doesn't yeah, usually it, happen. GMs typically don't get a second shot. So like new, it's new and shiny, man. And, it's and, like with coaches, like they want the new shiny thing. They want the new hot and, offensive coordinator. So we're going right. to go with a new hot, you know, director of college or pro scouting to run your team. And, and I mean, th- 
Rick Smith is maybe the one exception where as a guy who's like, I probably would, would have been okay with, with hiring him, a, a guy with previous GM experience and, and a guy um, that, that I think probably has the kind of temperament that they're looking for. But other than that, like the other candidates out there, like Jeff Ireland, I didn't see a single Lions person that was really excited about Jeff Ireland potentially getting mm-hmm. hired. He had previous GM experience. And it was I was going to say, I think, yeah, I think I'm the... Interviews. I think I'm the only one who was ever interested in in Thomas Dimitrov here too. No, so. I mean there were some, and and yeah. I get it. But it, how how often do you see a GM get fired and then hired the next round? It almost that's never true. Happens. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, with the with the 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 legacy guys that are currently hired, like I I don't think you can't you can't. First of all, you probably should almost give the Lions credit for even trying to kick the the tires on on Colbert or Colbert and and uh, whoever you know all, all the ones that are. They're kind of currently hired, but it, I don't think it was ever going to happen because, like you said, you just don't let those guys go, even if they're near retirement, even if they're heading for a rebuild themselves. So I thought the Lions did just about as well as they could there. I have I have a question for both of you guys. Sure. Well, let's, let's get through it quick and then we got to go to break. Um, Let's save it for after break because I think it's a worthwhile. Oh, is it? Discussion. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a good tease then. I inadvertently did not set, we did not set this up this way. So we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we want to play some patty cake with our Twitch audience. We come back. Ryan has a question for us. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into Brad Holmes and what makes him tip, tick more reservations, more reactions in the higher here this 14th of January. We're recording it for you. You'll be in your hot hands on the 15th. And you'll be able to listen to it as long as you desire right up until maybe the Lions hire a coach soon. Maybe. I don't know. Also, we did kick the uh, Vinny. Vinny, uh, how do you say his last name, Jeremy? Because I wasn't on that podcast. Bonsignor. Bonsignor. I I was close. Uh, We did kick the Bonsignor interview up to the top of our podcast playlist so if you're listening to this and then you have like next oldest podcast next to play it'll play that one too or if not you just scroll down the list it'll be right there for you but we did kick it to the top of the playlist because we felt we did all those profiles all those interviews we wanted to make sure the one for the guy who actually got hired was at the top and we'll do that again i think probably with the coach unless it's someone who we haven't talked about yet but uh, real quick, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, Ryan has questions for us. And I'm excited to find out what they are. We'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge? That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Round two on the Pride of Detroit emergency PO cast here talking about the hire of general manager Brad Holmes. I know I do these resets, but you're on a podcast, so I'm not sure why it would reset. Maybe we're in some weird future where they get segmented. I don't know. Um, Either way, Ryan, I wanted to bring you up because before the break, you wanted to talk about a question. You want to present a question to the class. So by all means, please, the floor is yours. Thank you. All right. All right. Calm down for a second here. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's refocus. So Brad Holmes is the hire. Uh, what does the hiring of Brad Holmes signal to you about the direction of this franchise? Specifically, are the Lions going to try to land this plane and refuel and build it and let it take back off? Or do you think that the Brad Holmes hiring is a signal that the Lions are going to try to fix this plane while it's in the air. And I only ask that question because of their interest in Ed Dodds, the really interesting conversation we had with Zach Kiefer um, from The Athletic about Dodds's perception of things, how um, you know he, he would probably want to do a full rebuild. Do you think that Brad Holmes is going to be tasked to come in here and, and fix this thing while it's, while it's in motion? Or are the Lions going to be patient with him? So I would uh, respond to that in several ways. One, I I know we've talked a lot about rebuild versus reload. um, And I, I wonder if we're using the wrong language sometimes the NFL, Uh, one of someone I work with kind of brought this up. He said like NFL teams don't really like rebuild like a NBA team would. You don't have to go back and reload and rebuild and develop talent over the course of like five, six years, like say, uh, the 76ers or a trust the process kind of situation. You don't really have to annihilate yourself that way. Um, I don't know if I fully agree with him. I think there are some times where you have to just get a bunch of young guys in there and just let them mature and develop. But the Rams I think, yeah, like the Rams. No, absolutely. The Rams were kind of that weird thing stuck in stuck in, you know, hell for a long time. The, the, the Seahawks were kind of the same way with a lot of guys who were under rookie contracts but you never really stopped competing in those years in between. It's just that you just kind of were always in the middle ground. You never really were like tanking. So, I mean, and you're never really setting yourself up to tank. The tank is kind of a little more recent. I, th- I feel like in the NFL with teams who have been trying to do it, like the Jets or the Jaguars. So as for what Brad Holmes signals, I think it's more on the he's going to like we're going to probably to go back to the jet analogy, probably set down to refuel but it's not going to be as long as people think. I think there might be a couple of lean years. I think the big question will be, and I think this is central to what you're at trying to ask Ryan is what's he going to do with Matthew Stafford? Right. That, that has to be the key question here. Cause it really, that's the only 
source of rebuild. They can't they can't do what the Dolphins did and trade away all their talented players for first and second round picks because they don't have those. They players. ain't got nothing. They ain't got nothing. <laughs> they, they can't they don't have assets to trade to build for the future. So I think they just kind of have to work with what they got. And really, Matthew Stafford is the only question whether this is a rebuild. I, guess, I mean, if they trade Stafford, it's a rebuild. If they don't, I guess it's technically building on the fly because they just they don't have any other options. They got to they got to work with what they got right now, which isn't a lot on the defensive side of the ball. You could argue that they have plenty of talent on the offensive side of the ball. So I think I think it, it's kind of working with both, right? Like you're definitely hitting the reset button on defense, hundred percent. Offensively, you don't have to. Um, the question is, will he? And 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 really, the only question on my mind is Matthew Stafford's future. Maybe throw Kenny Galladay in there as well. I was going to say, I think Kenny Galladay is integral to this question, too, because if you look at that wide receiving corpse, you're talking about Geronimo Allison and Quintez Cephas. <laughs> and I know when it comes to offensive skill position players, like maybe we were just so spoiled for so long with, you know, the Calvin Johnsons and Golden Tates and Marvin Jones of the world. But that cupboard is kind of bare. I mean, there's DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. And for as good of a year as Hawkinson had, who knows if Swift can... I mean, because we we got doses of Swift, right? I mean, he had injuries. He had the concussion. Um, he we, we got doses of Swift and the doses that we got were really, you know, eye opening. And it was like, why didn't we get more of this? Can any running back really sustain a 16 game season? And I think if you look at the way that the Rams have recently built themselves, like, I mean, they're a team that's like constantly drafting running backs. I mean, Mel- they, they, they kept Malcolm Brown. They drafted Daryl Henderson. They drafted Cam Akers. You know, after after I think the Gurley situation kind of bit them in the ass. Yeah, I was going to say, like, after Todd Gurley fell apart, like, it's just been a scramble to try to replace him. And, and you know what they've done? I mean, recently they've caught fire with Cam Akers. I mean, that guy looks mm-hmm. like he's a million bucks, to be honest. And, um, you know, hopefully the Lions don't have to dip into that well and spend early draft picks. But um, I, I guess... Yes, I mean, Matthew Stafford is central to this question. And I think if you're Brad Holmes, it behooves you to keep a guy like Matthew Stafford as your ace in the hole. Because, I mean, we've seen the ups and downs that Jared Goff has had. And what has been most impressive, I think, about the Rams run has been there was this preconceived notion that as soon as Goff was off his rookie contract, we wouldn't hear much from the Rams anymore, that that window would shut. Right. That window did not shut. That team's playing this weekend, right? Um, it definitely helps when you have probably the best defensive player of all time. I'll say that in Aaron Donald. It, it, it definitely helps. But you and have the, the, the best defense overall, I think, in the playoffs, right? right? I like, think that's just, important. Far too, and away, like, the, the best top to bottom defense. Ever, everyone hailed that team as Sean McVay's offensive genius team. Well, that's not who they are anymore. And it's because <laughs> mm-hmm. they drafted a lot of really good defensive players. And then... You know, it also has to do a little bit with Staley, but we'll talk we'll talk about him in a second. Well, I I, I want to talk about Staley because I think that's almost like the second part of my question about about a rebuild. Right? Is is mm-hmm. now the Lions turn to the next domino that needs to fall, and and that's the head coaching position. Yep. Do they want to go with a head coach that has viable head coaching experience, a la uh, Marvin Lewis? I know it is, albeit short, but Daryl Bevel. Um, or Todd Bowles, who they are, who they are interviewing. Um, do they do they want to kind of protect Holmes in that sense? And if they bring in an experienced guy, that kind of signals to me that it's like, 
as Chris said, maybe we're landing the plane, but it's a quick refuel and, and we're right back. We're right back in the air. Or are they going to turn to a guy like a Brandon Staley, a young guy who has, albeit not much experience at all. This is his first year being a defensive coordinator, but I mean, he's got that Rams defense humming. So what, what, what do you do there? Mm, it's, it's, it's an interesting conundrum because all we heard from the get go is that they, they want leaders, proven leaders, proven people who have experience, who know how to handle uh, a dysfunctional f- franchise like the one we currently have. And they, they bucked that trend already. They said, no, you know what? Brad Holmes is our guy. And so it does. I mean, I feel, I feel like everyone well, kind of feels right now that, yeah, they got to go experience now because otherwise, I mean, it's not going to be fair. And, and I don't think it's, uh, I already said it's not a fair comparison to Bob Quinn, but if they go out and hire Brandon Staley, like it's going to be hard for people to be like, okay, so you just tried the Patriots method with a first time GM that, that didn't even have an assistant GM title. And then you're going to try a defensive coordinator who's, you know, doesn't have a deep resume there, only been with one, you know, team. How is this not Patricia Quinn? And again, I don't think that's a fair comparison, but you're definitely going to get it. No, I, I, I here, here's the thing, too, is like, I, I don't know if I can say like because Bob Quinn was with the scouting for uh, New England for quite a while, as well as Brad. Like, Holmes. I think six, but, I think six years. OK, Brad Holmes, I, about a little longer than that, right? He's been there like, what, 12, 10 years? I mean, he's been he's there pretty long. Three, so 17. 17. So, okay. So I could see experience. They mean experience in that regard. If I'm trying to read the tea leaves and trying to explain this to fit their work. Other than that, like, yeah, maybe they go with a head coach. I think the other thing that's going to make this b- different from the Boston boys is that I don't think Holmes, and maybe this is where we get into the head coach here. So I don't think Holmes is necessarily tied to any head coach right now he seems to be a person who seems to be ultimately flexible that could probably work with you know anyone as long as they're willing to work with him and i think that could i mean maybe as you say that's a sign that experience then comes from uh the head coach hire yeah so i yeah the only, I, the only reason i would compare it to the boston boys is if they go out and get brandon staley that's what i'm saying like, yeah yeah and they them. haven't interviewed him at all they have interviewed but there has been they, and they've been interviewing but they've also been interviewing ready yeah but the I, I i yeah i think burkett put out there that you know during the second interview staley's name came up and so okay staley could enter the situation late they can't interview him obviously until the rams get knocked out of the playoffs so if you're a big staley fan sorry suddenly you're a packers fan on saturday that's the way it works sorry um it's kind of like if you're a brian dable fan you have to root against this run that the bills are on right (laughs) everyone yeah i don't know it's 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 a tricky conundrum because i think i think you just go out and get the guy i don't think you worry too much about experience but i mean if the the lions are following all the things that they said that they would follow if we want to go, let me, let me go back to, to Holmes a little bit, because I think a, a big reason why he was hired over someone like Ed Dodds is that personality is that we, we had our podcast about Ed Dodds yesterday. Um, one of the things that I came away with is Dodds is kind of a hothead. He'll, he'll tell it like it is, you know, it, it, he's not necessarily confrontational, but he won't hide when he disagrees with you and, and raise his voice and things like that. Let me read you what Sean McVay said about Brent, uh, about Brett Holmes today. He said this today. One of the things I've always really liked about Brad is that he, I think one of the things I really liked about Brad that I think is a great skill set for any leader to possess 
He's got a great emotional intelligence. And what I mean by that, he's got such a great way about him. Even if I might not agree with you, it never feels confrontational. That's, that's, the, that's the leadership the lines were looking for, right? Like they're trying to, like any team that's hiring a general manager or hiring a coach, they're trying to do the opposite of what came before. What came before was a toxic environment, an authoritarian type of environment where people yelled at each other, swore at each other. They called each other names. Brad Holmes is, is definitely not that. And so when you go out and look for a new head coach, it's risky to get a guy like, like as much as I like, you know, um, Brandon Staley, I don't know who he is as a leader. I don't know who, if, if he's kind of the authoritarian type, the, the lines might not know either. There, there might not be that sort of information, but you know, Marvin Lewis is a pretty cool headed guy. You know, um, Dan Campbell is, is maybe an energetic guy, but he's a good leader. Todd Bowles. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, by, all, by all accounts, like the dolphins guys loved Dan Campbell from what I remember when he got the, yeah. uh, the short stint there to kind of lead that team after Joe Philbin was uh, shown the door. Uh, the other note I have on Brad Holmes is that this is a five-year contract. So, I mean, that would be pretty long for a turnaround. I think that also tracks, though, with where the Lions are. I did say it is possible to reload kind of on the fly in the NFL. It's easier to get back on your feet in the NFL as long as you hit it out of the park with a couple of good uh, trades, draft picks. Uh, again, the mean time for a guy in the NFL to mature out of the draft is not measured in the way the NBA is. It's not measured in five, six years. It's measured more like, you know, two or three, depending on your position before you start to really see what you have in a guy and or some sometimes just right out of the bleeping gate. So I and five years then tracks. I think it's a little like it's it's basically saying, all right, well, there it, it tracks because the Lions, as we mentioned, don't have a lot of assets. It tracks in that, okay, you know, we're we're gonna give you some time here to we're gonna see how you do things here, and we'll just play it by ear from there. Because again, this this might keep crashing out and burning. We've been pretty optimistic here, but that's still a possibility. Or it could get back on its feet and they just keep offering the contract after that. Um, but I mean yeah. It's also an NFL contract. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, they'll just expand. <laughs> you can get fired or whatever. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in the chat are, are talking about Salah and or you know um, the the one yeah, everyone guy that, 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 on that, coach. that they actually have you know a second interview with, with Arthur Smith. the The hiring of 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 Holmes doesn't really signal any of that. Sort of stuff. Yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't he doesn't. Anything. Ha- he doesn't have a connection to any of these guys. If, if you guys are wondering that they're really, the, that's the reason why we brought up Brandon Staley is he's the really the only connection he's got in terms of coaching, which means it'll be interesting to see this team build out a, a an entire coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I don't think Salah's out of it, um, but it's, it's hard to imagine. Like, like I said, I, I do feel like the direction of this coaching search now goes towards someone experienced. And that's why we're talking Todd Bowles. That's why we're talking Marvin Lewis. That's why we're talking Daryl Bevel. Um, these are guys with at least, a, a modicum of experience. Same, same with Dan Campbell. You know, he was an interim coach for three quarters of a season. Um, the the lines, they, they they can't. I don't know if they can afford to take a risk. I I I don't. I wouldn't mind if they did, but I I just don't know if they're if they're going dead set with the plans that they came in on doing that. And that's one thing Rod Wood said is like last time we did the search, we had some criteria. We got away from them. Well, if if experience is the criteria that you came into the search looking for. And they said that was high up on the list. 
Well, then you can't stray from it now. If, if, if you admitted you strayed from your plan last time and you don't want to do it again, don't do it again. Uh, the one understated thing uh, that I want to bring up is uh, I don't want to kind of I, I don't I don't want to forget that this football team was a team that canceled practice back in August. In wake of social justice reform, and they were a team that was loud. They were the first team that did it. Um, I think that hiring a black general manager and the prospect of then having a black head coach, which yeah, Marvin Dirt, Todd Bowles, both. Yeah, I, I think, I think that while I, I don't think that it can be understated how important that is in terms of rebuilding a culture, specifically in an organization and a football team of predominantly African-Americans. And I think that you look around the league and there is only one other black general manager and black head coach combination in the NFL. And it's the Miami Dolphins with Chris Greer at general manager and Brian Flores as their head coach. And there was, I'll let you get to your point, Chris, but real quick, if you want to do a quick study and I know it's a different sport, but uh, James Edwards, the third, the beat writer for the athletic uh, Detroit Pistons, he put out a great article about the Jeremiah Grant signing and how much it meant to Jeremiah Grant that they had both a black general manager in Troy Weaver and a black head coach in Dwayne Casey. And the quote that kind of stuck with me and, and made me kind of make this parallel uh, was that, you know, Jeremiah Grant said, I was a black person before I was a basketball player. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that that can be understated at for a team that re- needs to rebuild its culture from the ground up. I think that that could go a long ways. And really quick, Brad Holmes was the social justice kind of initiative leader over with the Rams too. Yeah. All I was going to add to that though, Ryan was like on top of that and like we're three white guys, technically two white and a Guido here, if, if we really want to be reductionist about it. But um, <laughs> uh, but we're, we're three white guys sitting on a podcast about a team that it is that plays in a majority black city as well. And I think that, again, like and the Lions have always kind of pushed themselves on those initiatives. Uh, you know, to do better by their community uh, for better or worse. Sometimes it's swung, sometimes it's missed, sometimes it's hit. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's all genuinely uh, important. I just don't know how qualified I am to really speak on too much of that. But uh, I, I do think, you know, it, it was funny because I was talking with someone and they thought, you know, oh, they only brought in Marvin to fulfill like the Rooney rule in the interviews and I had to kind of push back against that. Then why so, would they be bringing in Todd Bowles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Robert Sala technically count as well? Like minority. I think, I think he's a that's minority true. candidate too. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, mean, that's just silly. Eric B I mean, we could go ask Mansoor what his there, thoughts are. I, I, <laughs> I, I think when you interview half black candidates, maybe it's just a sign that there are better black candidates out there. Now. The, 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 the coaching, the coaching staff is, I know some people don't remember him too fondly, but I remember, you know, when I went to my first game in 2014, uh, my dad got me tickets to Ford Field on my birthday. We went up and saw them play the Packers. Like I got one of those like little, you know, little cards out that's like, here's a new, you know, a new force in the north or new, a new roar in the north, you know, lions and winter and everything. It was Game of Thrones crap. But um, uh, Jim Caldwell was front and center 
on that. And I think that's important, like to to the topics that Ryan's talking about, that Jim Caldwell is the one at the at the front as as the black hood coach is that he's the one at the front. So we'll see what happens moving forward. I think a lot of people are really interested in what happens with a coaching search now. I think I I think Marvin Lewis, I I, I, I hate to do you, you never want to do horse race uh, coverage in either politics or personnel searches in sports. But I feel like Marvin Lewis, by all the criteria we've laid out here, uh, is pro- probably in my mind the front runner. Has that experience, has that kind of leadership, makes good a team culture. I've talked with one of the players who used to play under him. He has nothing but nice things to say about Marvin Lewis. Um, yeah, I don't know, but we'll see in the we'll see in the coming days, I guess. Yeah, for now, I just I don't know. I'm I'm pretty stoked. Uh, about Brad Holmes, I think, I think we got a guy that values mid round picks, which also means maybe more trading down. Which, fingers crossed, they actually do. Yeah, that. and um, if, because, if you look, because oh, I mean, the, the one thing I'll, I'll say about the the Bob Quinn era is that I I was consistently disappointed with their their draft day moves because either they didn't do it or they would only trade with the Patriots. Now I don't know if Brad Holmes has a lot of connections outside of that, but the the Rams certainly did a lot of trading while he was there. So I have to imagine. He, uh, he at least has a couple phone numbers in his, in his Rolodex. And if you are looking for kind of a contrarian viewpoint, uh, I know Tentley Laddie, alum here at, at Pride of Detroit, is doing at Math Bomb right now. Is uh, you, you might have to go back another day if you're listening on the podcast. Is doing a, a thread on kind of the swings and misses that the Grams have met. And like, look, after they've had trouble as much as anyone else when it comes to drafting running. I would argue, though, that kind of came right as the culture on running backs was turning as we were realizing kind of live out there that, hey, uh, the return value on drafting a running back isn't great. So I, I don't know, Ryan, um, any for well, any he, final what's up, uh, what's up really quick on, on some of the draft stuff, Lo, like the the whole dra- like he drafted six running backs in 10 years or whatever it is like, no, he scouted running backs. He did not yeah. draft the running backs. Let's be clear. He, yeah. he was probably, I mean, it's not his decision necessarily what position the team is drafting. It's his job to give them the most accurate, you know, scouting report of each of these guys. So if he picks a running back and a better running back goes after him, that's on him. But just the, the mere selection of running backs is not something that you can necessarily put on him because you don't, we don't know if that's his philosophy or not. Ryan, final thoughts to you. I will not be around for any Todd Gurley slander from here until the end of Brand Brad Holmes's uh, <laughs> tenure with the Detroit Lions. I will not be here for it. One of the greatest running backs of all time. Yeah, that's an injury problem. Yeah. The, and hey, I mean, come on. Todd Gurley was the the running back that kept on giving. He he was he was maybe the sole reason why Lions fans had hope this season. <laughs> oh man okay i'm gonna cough that one up a little bit uh okay so any other thoughts here before we get out of here we're kind of a little late here and i want to kind of wrap the put a bow on this i want to watch the red wings you want to watch the red wings let's go watch the red wings okay uh for myself i'm chris perfett i know a couple on youtube are asking who the man is in the top left that they're watching is probably so they can yell at me. I am on Twitter at Chris Perfett, P E R F E T T. 
uh, direct hate mail there. Jeremy Reisman is to is over there. He is at Detroit on Lion. He is the fearless leader and the man writing most of the stuff on Pride of Detroit. And as always, Ryan Matthews at Ryan underscore POD, the rock god. Who is he, he's the soul. He's the soul of this uh, of this podcast. He's the balls of the podcast. He was cupping the balls. No, I was not. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you star side. Oh.